Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome back to Screen Heroes, episode 123. I am Derek, one of your weekly regular hosts i have sounds like adam west right now oh i love it well more like uh, bruce wayne adam west or batman adam west specifically that is very specific yeah uh i have my two other lovely hosts with me ryan hello and ray hi how are you guys doing just fine and dandy here yep. good glad to hear it glad to hear it this week we are going to be rewriting the dceu's batman versus superman batman v superman dawn of justice if yeah. You did not know we are rewriting uh, the DCEU. We started with Man of Steel in episode 119. If you would like to go back and hear that, um, we should we recap any significant changes that we made? Yeah, let me just read this off. Okay, so the uh, we're getting rid of the Codex, and I think we cut all of Krypton. Just the whole planet is gone. It's just, yep. Yep. Which doesn't seems, exist. Seems well, right. it doesn't exist. I mean, we yeah. start with Clark working at the Daily Planet instead of ending with it. Lois is his boss and the lead journalist. Um, the childhood scenes come in flashback. And Derek requested that we add in the freeze breath now instead of wait for Justice League to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Zod, Feora, and Gronk. Is what we ended up calling him. The, you know, the, the trash can droid from Star Wars. Right. <laughs> We're bringing him over. Crossover time. Um, the big guy got frozen in a lake, we decided, during the big fight. That you said that Superman easily knocked him into a lake or a pond in the Smallville area and just froze the lake. And, and luckily let it's him... winter all the time in Smallville, no, he uses, Kansas. He uses ice breath. Yeah. Right, but in Kansas, you know... It doesn't stay winter all the time, so he would just constantly keep freezing out his ice breath Basically, throughout the year. Basically, he would drown first. Well, they have to breathe. I mean, anyway, I guess we can we can define that <laughs> we in this can movie. On since, that. I mean, Superman kind of goes to space in BVS, so you know. Um, Feora got blown up, but she survived. Uh, the goons and hench people were taken care of in Smallville. Clark and Zod. We're in Metropolis, and we show Superman uh, picking up the wreckage. The after credit scene ends with Lex Luthor picking up the a green rock. That is our after credit scene. So that is our. Turns movie. out it's just an emerald, and that didn't mean anything. <laughs> I am so good with things not meaning anything. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, what's this mean? What does this Joker card mean at the end of uh, Batman Begins? Well, it just means they like playing poker. Yeah. That's it. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, before we dive into this week's rewrite of BVS, uh, let's cover some news. We've got news this week. Different things have happened. Uh, should we start with Shazam Gate? Let's start with it. Do you have the sound effect? The uh, lightning bolt sound? Never mind. I didn't okay. know I we didn't have that prepped, but no, Derek's going to prep that for next week. It's a good idea. Um, I'll record yelling Shazam and we'll, we'll go with that. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of stuff. Uh, I think we had previously known that there was going to be a trailer at, at San Diego, but somebody confirmed it. The scriptwriter, screenwriter somewhere, and then somebody confirmed that we're going to be getting, at the very least, a teaser at San Diego this week. Likely Saturday, because that's when the WB panel is. Um, we got two, three official, two official photos and then a cover of uh, um, Entertainment Weekly. Well, they did release a photo of the kids today, of young Billy. Oh, did they? Yeah. Um, okay, so that's... Three official photos yeah. and plus the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all look great. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't be happier with them. The internet doesn't necessarily agree with us, but... Well, the, the, the one the one later today with the two kids, I mean, it's just two kids, so... Right. They look like But the kids. ones with the costume. <laughs> so. Anyone that shows a costume, instantly the internet goes up in arms about. Man, I, it's it's so amazing. Like, I don't think it's possible... For, for a company to come up with a live-action costume that people are just going to be okay with. The Batman v Super... Or the, the Batman suit was the closest I think I've ever seen. There was almost universal love for that suit. Yeah. Honestly, when they first showed it. Some people said the ears were too short on the cowl, but that was about the biggest complaint. Well, I mean, I we've, I've seen complaints that the lightning bolt is too small. Oh, yeah. Which, okay, I just <laughs> want to address this. As somebody who is a prop builder that is the first one to offer that as, like, something we sell. Through Buster um, Props. Through Buster Props. Check us out Etsy, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, that thing's big, and I thank God that it wasn't bigger because I did not want to have to make a mold bigger than that. Like, it's bigger. Like, holding it in your hands off the suit makes you realize that it's, it's pretty good size. Uh, it's hard to have a, a frame of reference of what like the old school original comic book cartoon version would look like because it goes down to like his belly button, yeah, like, or past, or, like yeah. yeah. I mean, it's big, it's huge, and nobody else has an emblem that large. Superman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern—they're all much smaller emblems, you know. So I think it makes sense that they made it not as insane. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I guess I'm just really happy to see a live action suit that's that's almost comic book accurate you know sure the lightning bolt might be bigger in some versions or whatever but um it it looks very very comic booky more so than either the superman suit more so so than the batman suit uh the flat more so than the flash suit oh yeah for sure the wonder woman suit looks pretty good but it was very different than Mm -hmm. what the comic books looked like so I don't know. Rachel, what do you think? You've been awfully quiet. I know you've got some I'm, salty fanboy comments I'm to throw in here. I'm actually trying to host <laughs> our channel on my channel just to help, but oh, okay. it's not really working. It says to mess with the gear icon. I've done that like four times. There's nothing there, so that's frustrating. I can give it a try if you'd like. Sure, go for it. Okay. All right, so yeah, this week has been nonstop me fighting with... Fanboys. Really just grown white men yelling at clouds. Like, that's that's just all it is. Um, Let's isolate that to the Shazam suit. Okay, right yeah. For the first one this week, it was the Shazam thing. So many people are like, he's ugly, those boots are stupid. and His delts are too big, his shoulders are so wide. Why, why does it look like pillows underneath the suit? I saw one guy who literally said, why is he always smiling? 
Because he's a teenager that just can become a superhero. My response was, well, obviously some guy on the street told him he would be prettier if he smiled more. Clearly. So that's what made him smile. Clearly. Did you get it working? No, we need to be able to get to your channel. So I think I need the full website to do that. I was already on my channel. You were on this channel. No. No, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, how yeah. dare he be happy? Yeah. How dare I... <laughs> hey, comic book character that is known for like his bright demeanor and in the dceu mind you (laughs) right the 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 universe that people have complained is too dark right and too serious now is also too happy and joyful i just want to make that clear (laughs) and also too muscly Clearly, there's too much muscles in these su- you, too many like, muscles in a superhero movie. But have you Diana seen Cavill Superman? Gal was way too small. Right. She didn't have the tits for Wonder Woman. Yeah. They need to give her Shazam's shoulders. And boobs. And boobs. And then everything would be perfect. <laughs> and make the lightning bolt longer. <laughs> make the lightning bolt bigger, yeah. And make the cape not four stages. I wanted to go down and touch his penis. I wanted yeah. to, like, really be... No, go to the end. <laughs> it needs to go, like, the tip needs to end... Clearly. I think it should just come down and wrap around the inside of his thigh. Now you're talking. You know, maybe connect to the knee. Right, like a bad uh, snake tattoo. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, so, somewhat related, we did get the first official poster for Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. They've been, they've been kind of like going back and forth between Aquaman and Shazam. Like they released a poster for Aquaman one day, then they released a Shazam still the next day. So they've been really monopolizing this time where it's not Marvel, you know? Yeah, no, they really have. Uh, poster's cool. Yeah. You know, it doesn't show much. It's just him with a bunch of sharks, really, and some uh, killer whales. So many people were complaining that it was sloppy CG or sloppy uh, Photoshop. And let me remind you, like, how crappy the Black Panther on the throne was. His head looked like a little bobbly head. And Spider-Man Homecoming was like 15 random floating heads looking off at nothing. Like... Most movie posters are bad. I mean, Tomb Raider, she had the weird, like, dinosaur neck where she had to turn. Yeah, Ready Player One, he had the, like, freakishly long leg Mm -hmm. in that one poster. And then, of course, there's that, the very famous Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, movie poster where his hand is like the size of his head, right? You know, because and well, that's actually true though. That's and it's actually missing the gun. Hand. It doesn't have. They didn't Photoshop the gun into the hand either. Like, I mean, movie posters are usually bad. I did. That's see why it. we get so excited when there's a good one. I saw a fanboy comment that uh, this poster doesn't look like it's very underwater. He looks like he's just hanging out and not underwater. And James Wan was like, "Well, have you seen people underwater? They don't really look like they're underwater when they're underwater. There's no like water beating up on their skin or like <laughs> anything like that. They literally just look like squinty-eyed people so, in water." Somebody else commented uh, to James Wan specifically, "Is like, I don't know why Jason Momoa has to wear uh, leather pants under the water." And he was like, "You know what? I actually brought that to his attention at one point, and he said, I'm Jason Momoa, and will wear leather pants if I want to.'" <laughs> So, wow, that reminds me of the famous Armageddon story when Ben Affleck was like, wouldn't it be easier to uh, teach astronauts how to drill than teach drillers how to be astronauts? And Michael Bay just said, fuck you. <laughs> and yeah, get, go back and act. Look, look, Momoa's got, got the spear thing, you know, so. Well, he gets the trident. In all fairness, Michael Bay forked over 20 grand of the Armageddon 
budget just to fix Ben Affleck's shit teeth. So yeah, Ben Affleck true. should have just shut up. Like he got really great dental work out of it. He did. It is a difference between like a wardrobe option and the entire premise of the movie. Um for Armageddon, you know? We don't have there's no movie if it's just normal astronauts. Like that was okay. the funny part of the movie. Tell me Steve right Buscemi. now that you didn't enjoy that film in ninety four. Armageddon. I still enjoy, I enjoy that, that movie, movie now. Yeah. God, I love okay, Armageddon. then just drop it. It's it's like Michael Bay's last good film. Okay. No, Bad, Bad, Boys, Bad Boys, too. Boys too. Okay. <laughs> Back when he actually did, you know, practical effects and everything oh, exploded. Man. That bridge scene, the car chase mm, bridge scene. Would be so, how'd you sink a boat? That that asteroid was a real set. They built the asteroid and then they I used, thought you were going to say like, it was a real asteroid. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that budget? They actually sent Bruce Willis to space? Yeah. yeah, they sent all those guys to space. We could have never seen any of them again. So, and NASA very rarely gives like people the go ahead to film in there. They gave the go ahead. Michael Bay told him that it wasn't sexy enough inside, and that he he uh, rebranded a health food store <laughs> so it could be sexy NASA. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. NASA is not sexy enough for Michael Bay, uh, but they're sexy enough for me, so I'm good with it. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's DC we stuff. We got a little bit off, off topic there, but oh, okay. I guess there's one more We're piece of DC have news. Higher Armageddon uh, podcast now. Yep, well, that's gonna be Derek's pick. And I movie. might have to change mine now. I had a different movie planned, but um, so the last piece of DC news for the week is that in addition to Batwoman showing up in this year's anticipated CW Arrowverse crossover event, they are already working on developing her standalone CW show. Surprising no one. No. And it's probably going to be like a backdoor pilot like they did with The Flash and Absolutely. Arrow, I imagine. And, Which they should have no done reason. with Black Lightning. Yeah. Nice the opportunity way. there, but... Yeah, at least we know Batwoman will be in this Earth instead of, or, well, she's a standalone universe. But that makes you wonder... If she's a, she's in this universe, then where's Batman? Where's you know? I mean, I know they've referenced Bruce Wayne and where referenced Gotham, but you know, Robins I mean, or anything. There's like, some of those weird retcons that people have done where Batwoman was actually first, and Batman copied off of her. It's a couple of storylines. It it was comic book legit, and now since everything's canon, I guess it's canon too in places. But they could pull that off. I just think it. It and then would pull have the to kid be like playing young Batman in and I would really hate that. I really think they just need to address it like Supergirl and have Batman show yeah, up once or twice. Like Batwoman and Batman don't get along. They don't have to communicate. She right. is not part of the Bat family. She refuses to be buddy buddy with them. So I think him just showing up maybe once is good enough if you establish that relationship and dynamic. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they need Batman now, but I just think it's it raises a lot of questions. Yep. If you put Batwoman first, that that's fine. I'll I'll accept it. Yep. I've accepted Absolutely worse things right. in Arrow, and that's why I'm so glad. First episode, season two, Supergirl, Superman's right there, and yeah. they explain why they don't need to be around each other all the time. Like you gotta right. address the elephant sometimes, you know. But at least they're they're adding her to the universe, which I think is smart. I think that what they did with Supergirl and then Black Lightning is just a little bit of kidding themselves, you know. Um, that they're not going to cross over. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and maybe Black Lightning won't do it till season three, right? But, like, at some point it seems silly not to cross him over. Yeah. You know, and it's not always going to work. It's a problem with the cinematic universe. As we've talked about it, like, with Thor The Dark World, for example. Like, where's everybody in London, you know, and that's all happening. 
it's one of the drawbacks of having a cinematic universe of some kind, but that's what they have. Yeah. So and it seems convoluted the way they've been doing it, you know. I agree. It can be, yeah. So let's talk about the really important news, the live action Rugrats movie. I didn't even read the article, so So Rugrats is being revived by Nickelodeon as a cartoon, but they're also green lighting green they green lit a live action film. You know, part of me is a little nostalgic for the 90s films where we just had babies and animals lead movies the whole time. So I'm really like nervous for that to get brought back. But at the same time, if anybody can make this acceptable, it's Nickelodeon. Like Rugrats is easily their most successful show they've ever put on. It ran for... I think it's Spongebob now. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. I thought that was Cartoon Network for a second. Uh, Spongebob. Rugrats ran for 12 years. Spongebob has been running for 19 and will be ending in their 20th. So, oh, is that? That's, yeah. yeah. A good place to end, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but if you're doing a live action Rugrats film, I mean, Tommy Pickles is basically the doctor. He is. So he is I'm just saying, you know, the next regeneration, Tommy Pickles. Could be a <laughs> nine month old baby. Are you saying it could be Quantum Leap with Oh, Tommy. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. No, what I want to see is Tommy Pickles, like, grown up in this boring, like, office job and, like, re- hating life. I want it to be, I want him to go DCEU and go, like, like, super dark. All of a sudden it's office space? Yeah. Well, no, except, except <laughs> not funny. It's literally just, Aww. you watch him go into the office and so be sad. club. And then he has a kid that he hates that's and, and a wife that he barely can tolerate. And, like, it's just a terrible movie and something happens and then he has to, Well, like, we all know how up with Chucky Finster up. that like lost an Jesus. arm and like is oh my god <laughs> lost an arm I, I, I but it's Ryan... not in like battle it's like to diabetes right exactly yeah. Ryan was just gonna see how long we let him go with that <laughs> I could have gone further but then Rachel had to go oh my god and, and then I was like nope I got to where I wanted to be <laughs> alright we need to, to pick things up here a little bit uh, are we, we done have, with the news we have a long movie to rewrite uh, the Mortal Kombat stuff we talked about last week turns it's all out false. it's all BS um, the creator said that none of that is true he has not announced anything official it's James Wan right yes yeah um, he's not the creator of Mortal Kombat the, but, but he is the, the cr- he is the current rights to directing the next movie so so all that's bull so we apologize for that um, was there anything else that we wanted to cover? Official images of She-Ra dropped, and they have been really um, diverse looking. Bo is reflective. I mean, he's he's a black kid. Um, Katra is a little emo girl. Glimmer is a plus-size girl, and She-Ra is, you know, a girl. So they've made them pretty much kids or um, people that are very athletically built as opposed to full-on Barbie doll models, and I'm okay with that, but it has really, really, really hurt the butts of 40 and 50-year-old men who definitely would have made fun of me for liking She-Ra as a kid, so... um, I think the the stills I saw look really cool, so... They all look... But. Yeah, like a completely new world and cartoon, and yeah, I mean, it didn't 
I don't have a problem with it. It didn't really stand out to me as like, wow, that's cool. But it also didn't go, oh, what did they do to the characters? Like, it's fine. I mean, right. stills are stills. You can't really do anything. Except for, like, the Thundercats go or whatever that is. It's like, okay, I can tell by that. I'm probably not going to like it. But this one right, looks exactly. like one that I could watch and probably enjoy. I mean, I, I, we'll see. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But yeah. it didn't piss me off. I was going to be a salty. <laughs> yeah. Of course... Based on your judgment, I'm not old enough. So, you know, it's uh, it works out. Well, I'll just claim that. He-Man. You I watched did. Although it was technically a little bit before my time. It was, yeah. I think, 81 that He-Man came out yeah. or something like that. It was early But 80s. you watched both shows. And, yeah. like, growing up, I I watched both shows. But I only ever got made fun of for watching She-Ra because it was the girly show. And, like... Yeah, I, I didn't I'm like, a cis woman. Like, girly's kind of my thing, so... I didn't, like, tell people that I watched She-Ra. <laughs> but, <laughs> right? I mean, like, yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was He-Man, right? He-Man yeah. Universe, so why not? But, yeah, I mean, it didn't piss me off. So, I'll be excited to see what the show is like, and, you know, that'll be my judgment rather than the art. I'll deal with it. All right. Well, I think that's it for the news segment, then. Anything else? No. Okay. Fine. All right. Well, then we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back to rewrite BV. Hey guys, it's Derek of Red Shirts and Runabouts, the Heroes Podcast Network's dedicated Star Trek podcast series. Join us every Friday for new episodes covering everything from Star Trek Discovery all the way back to Star Trek the original series. We talk Star Trek news, review episodes, talk top lists like our favorite ships and characters, and we even pitch some of our own ideas like what we think a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie could look like. So don't miss an episode by subscribing today. Live long and prosper. Okay, and we are back. So it is time to talk BVS. And Midnight Pearl in chat likes our figures that are up here. Yes, we have the, thank you, we have a couple of the pop vinyls from uh, the BVS film. And then the, what are they Not called? A sponsor. The, the metal. Metal the, figures, the yeah. The metal figures of Batman. And of course we have sexy Jeff Goldblum because he just belongs everywhere. But if you want to sponsor us, sponsor us, please. We, yeah. we need your Thank money. Thank you, Funko. So, uh, as we mentioned, in episode 119 of Screen Heroes, we rewrote Man of Steel, the first chronologically and first made of the DCEU, which is the cinematic universe Warner Brothers has been uh, working on here. And the next film is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Yes. Cool. So we're going to be rewriting that one. Um, where would you guys like to start. I would like to start by apologizing because this there might be some heated things happening here because traditionally there's this been some be arguments right? centered around one person in this three person group that can't accept anything uh, <laughs> other than us worshipping the ground this movie walks on. So oh, wow. if that it happens I apologize. I will go so instantly silly. silent and let anybody that wants to make their point make their point. Alright look let's just get it out of the way. I like this movie. Yes, I think the ultimate cut is better than the theatrical cut. I don't think that any of us would disagree with that statement. But I do like this movie. I watched it again last night. I still like the movie. It is far from perfect. But I don't think it's as terrible as everybody else thinks it is. So, okay, so with that, where would you like to start? Well, I feel like Ryan and I get... To have our own reviews since you got to have yours just then. That was not like, my, my no, that's how this works. Ryan. Because if we have a review that's not that, then. <sighs> We've already reviewed BVS. You can go back and listen to that. I don't remember what episode number is, it is. It was basically time, me yelling at Derek. At the time of the podcast, 
the original BVS review, I enjoyed the movie. I wanted to go in enjoying the movie because I absolutely despise when people just rag on something that hasn't been released. So I was a little jaded going in, and I liked it out of spite. I watched the ultimate cut, and I liked that even more. Last night, I also watched BBS again. It was I found it disjointed, and I found the information they were dropping to be unexplained. It was exposition without context, and that was really bothersome for me. There was so much going on. There were too many characters. So many things could have been cut, and it would have been a better film. I think there were too, like, it was everything but the kitchen sink syndrome. So I'm saying there's a good movie in there. And that's why we're doing this. Okay. To dig through it. For reference, our uh, analysis is what we called it uh, of BVS was actually episode 15. Wow. That was an early one. <laughs> that was a long time ago. This is 123. That... Yeah, it was 2016 that movie came out. So uh-huh. so yeah, episode 15. So I don't even remember what we sounded like back then. Great. So... I'm sure. <laughs> we were down here. Loud on that episode probably. Yeah. But... We, were, we, were, we were down here. We had the snowball. We had this now. So anyway, you can go back and listen to that if you're curious about our individual thoughts. It does get heated. Uh, but yeah, so let's rewrite this. Um, I think we should start at the beginning. Zack Schneider directed BBS as well as Man of Steel. And I think like three-fourths of Justice League. We're not sure. Three-fourths? No. Well, I mean, like, let's believe the Snyder like cut. Like three-fifths? No. The actual release was more like 40%, I think. Okay. That's fair. Um, and he... He and his wife both produced Wonder Woman as well. And Suicide Squad, I thought. thought, I'm not sure. I thought they just, like, wrote a check on Suicide Squad. I mean, probably. Uh, They probably did, but I don't know. So if we're starting at the beginning, I'm just going to say we're cutting out Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne floating out of the cave and that whole scene, and we're cutting out the Waynes dying. We don't need to see that again. We've seen it in a bunch of other movies. Even if you've never been to a Batman movie... We've like, seen the way so on. Here's, we here's my only hesitation. On that too, last my, night. Only, my only hesitation is the possibility of them doing Flashpoint and the actors that they cast in those roles. Don't care. You I actually, really don't care? No. No, Because no, we're rewriting this movie. We're not rewriting a potential Flashpoint movie. I'm saying I want to make this movie better. Here's what we could do. And this is a compromise for both of them. In the future, we could rewrite we could write the Flashpoint movie. We can keep this exact scene the way it plays out. Not the kid falling in the thing. That was awful. Bad scene. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual Wayne's dying and the really beautiful soundtrack to it, but it's still useless cinema at this point. We could put that in as a flashback. In the Flashpoint movie? In the Flashpoint movie. I just liked who they cast as the parents at that possibility. I do too. I love the casting, but I don't think you need to know who they cast as his parents for it to make sense in a Flashpoint movie. Like, you can just have those actors be his parents and it'll just be accepted. That's fine. I mean, we we cut the whole Krypton thing. I don't have any problem cutting the death of his parents again. Or the floating. uh, Well, no, that (laughs) was 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 really bad. Uh, I also didn't like the. Even uh, in the theater, I was like, is he. Is this a dream sequence? What's He's happening? Falling. I also didn't care for the man bat um, the, uh, cameo, I guess, that he has. Cause Can we just cut out like every single dream he has but Nightmare? I actually have cut out Nightmare, cut out all the flashbacks on my list. Uh, so. Can we cut out the flash? 
That's that, that would weird. be the isn't that the nightmare sequence? It's like right after it's a dream within a dream. I don't, I don't all think, the dream I don't and think nightmare we need sequence. any of the dream stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because they didn't end up using it anyway, so it's not like we have to worry well, about it's it. It's just impact. Easter eggs. That's so, what they ended up being. Yeah. I, I thought go after watching BVS, I assumed that they were going to have a larger impact on Justice League, but they didn't. Right. So they're not really relevant. That's fair. Right. Maybe Which if, is the same reason why we should cut out the Wayne's murder, because we have no idea if it'll even be relevant. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so no dream sequences. Correct. Um, no no death. We also don't need the funeral. Right. Right. So what's the very first scene after that? I don't I have You guys have watched it significantly it's, more recently than it's me. The the, reporters, it's the Lois right? and Going to the Jimmy desert. Olsen in the desert. Okay, okay, which I also want to get rid of that whole thing. So, okay, I, I, I don't want to get rid of the whole scene. Can I want to change it? the scene. Yeah, okay. Because it does lead into why he goes to the Capitol. Right, but there's other ways of dealing with that, too. I just then think that whole scene is so far away from the main story. Like, bring it into Metropolis. Come, yeah, come why up not with a have brand them want, new terrorist attack. Why not it? have them want to, like... Just use that, uh, use his destruction of Metropolis as a reason to why, like, the military is now looking for an anti-Superman, like, in case he go- something like this happens again and they need to shut him down. And that's why they, they hire Bruce Wayne to be the one that, or they hire, they work with Lex. How about that? That'll even tie better. They okay. hire Lex okay. to, to, uh, f- to help come up with a way of s- cutting out Superman. And then that ties into Rachel's kryptonite. At so the you end don't, of the last you don't movie. want Superman framed in any way by Lex. Uh, not. I don't think that's necessary, okay. really. I it's mean, if you extra... want to, if you really think that Lex needs that extra layer, then sure, I guess we could find a way to work that in there. I, mean, I guess if he doesn't need to do it because there's he's already Superman's already in that bad spot, right. then it's just it's extra. Right? I think that fr- Lex framing him is not really relevant. It's you want to show that Lex, like Lex, has qualities that make him more sympathetic i mean he doesn't he he wishes he had superman's power sure and things like that but he also is just a human mm-hmm. and wants humanity to survive and and be the best they can be so um you know i don't know i don't think we need to lean on him being conniving that was part of my complaint too is lex himself but i don't think he needs to be like manipulating everybody behind the scenes like he can just in this one you he can be the villain obviously he's a villain but Maybe not make him like having to manipulate Superman and manipulate Batman and manipulate Clark and Bruce all right. at the same time. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think it does, and it solves one of my my issues. Um, like, we don't need Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, I no, think that, and don't need him to die for sure. Like, what's the point of that? Well, that was the thing. Like, if you're gonna use him, having him be like. A CIA operative who gets murdered in the desert seemed like a real extreme from the fact that it's supposed to be Jimmy Olsen, right. who was like never a character like that. Um, like he was just in it was just a name to throw a name out there that people would recognize rather than it just being reporter number five. Right. right. Um, which was weird. Um, so that's fine. I'm good with that. I don't have any problems with that. Um, the point is we just I just have... wanted to bring it home is all because yeah. like when it happens in like some Middle Eastern country everything else what what jurisdiction does you know the US military have over any you know what I mean it's I don't know I guess Superman's a US citizen or whatever but it just I don't no, know bring it home Clark Kent's a US citizen yeah exactly Superman is obviously an alien well right right but and he's not the US's weapon or anything like they don't they should don't shouldn't be claiming any ownership over him 
So just bringing it home gives the U.S. like a, a military reason to... Right. Yeah, because it is weird that if it's an in- international incident and Superman is not a citizen of any country that it wasn't the U.N. that was having the hearings, right? Right. That would make more sense if we were keeping... But wasn't it... It was Senate hearings, yeah, right? It, was it, was just, like, yeah. it wasn't like U.N. It was just like the United States Senate. Right. So... Yeah. Which doesn't really work for that. Um, and I think that having hearings specific to the events in Man of Steel also makes a lot of sense. Um, so my question is, do we need to adjust the timeline at all? Because this movie is supposed to take place two years after Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. But if we want to show the the public's problems with what happened in Man of Steel, with the, the destruction of so much of Metropolis, maybe we need the timeline to be tighter? Maybe. maybe. Or have a, have a slight time skip where... Lex is like working on figuring out what this green rock is and you know he's not gonna be able to know that that's Superman's weakness right away you know it's not I don't know you have the military like hire him shortly afterwards and then they can have a short time skip or something I mean, if well, they, if, if that, I don't even know that that's necessary we can just do it right after I don't think that affects anything they never really explain how Lex knows that kryptonite is bad for Superman right we just know that he knows that Batman needs it <laughs> Right. And I mean that would give so. some to have some time to have the scientists analyze it and like analyze the doomsday or the doomsday the Zod DNA because we still had him kill Zod at the end right of our Man of Steel yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. we have that DNA and he can test it on that which I think is implied in Batman v Superman but isn't really like okay I don't know so Superman's dealing with I'm not a scriptwriter just just so Su- Superman's dealing with bad publicity he's dealing with court hearings in and around Metropolis in the United States for the events that happened with the the fight with Zod concerns over his power uh, he takes down a drone at the end of the of Man of Steel right we didn't really change that right right so the, he's still the government is concerned that he can take out anything he wants whenever he wants so that makes sense. Right, to keep that in there. Lex is thrilled because that's what he really wants, so he doesn't need to try and frame Superman because it's already happening. Are right. we changing casting at all? Because I feel like every single one of us had a problem with Jesse Eisenberg at the time. I had a problem with the way it was written in his performance, but not like because of choices he made. Right. You know, like I think we could keep him as an actor, but they need to change the way the character was written. Well, first, there is no reason that I can think of, and tell me if I'm wrong. That he needs to be Lex Luthor Jr. Like, I don't think it matters. It's, I think they... Yeah. I mean, now Supergirl plays off of that, too. Because Lena is Lena his Luther, little yeah. sister. I mean, I don't know. It's it's either way. It's it not just a seems like an unnecessary level. Like, why do you need that level of, well, it's my dad's company. Because why? all it's of a, a sudden he's thing. weird because his dad is abusive. You so know, it's supposed to humanize him? Is I, that the idea? No, no. It's not supposed to humanize him Are we all. keeping the Jolly Rancher scene? I think no, that's what we really oh need to get God. to here. That was the most sexual thing of 2016. And don't you... Wow. Yeah. I'm not sure I can agree to that, but it's creepy as I hell. I didn't say it was, like, alluring and attractive. I said sexual. Sexual doesn't always have to, like, Look, make you your want hearts me, If tingle. you want me to put Jolly Ranchers in your mouth, like... <laughs> I think she does want that, Derek. We're going to do that live on the air after a short break to find some Oh my ranchers. god, just because it's not my king doesn't mean it's not somebody. It's just a joke. Um, no, I like Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> no problem with Jolly Ranchers. Anyway, it's a weird scene. We don't really need it. So we're cutting that scene. Be bald from the beginning. Well, so okay, so there's some there's some issues that we have with this, right? So if we want to bring it home, 
we could cut out a huge that entire chunk of the plot by just having the kryptonite being found in metropolis why wouldn't part of it be found in metropolis yeah. anyway the other the other world what was it called the, the world uh, engine the other yeah. world engine was all was in metropolis one yeah. was in metropolis the other was in the ocean so, so why can't there be report like why can't we just have one new thing maybe anderson cooper says it we can keep his little cameo That's about multiple tiny um green rocks being found all over this part of and the every United time States they show and... the green rocks they're going to show a LexCorp uh truck or van or mm-hmm. something there with them like with a tent like the guys like the in suits. Yeah, yeah exactly with the LexCorp logo on it so that it's obvious that LexCorp has something to do with this or they're trying to control mm-hmm. the situation or whatever because the whole reason you have to have the Jolly Rancher scene and all that stuff with the senators and everything is because he needs to import a foreign object across international borders. But see, if he's so, working with the U.S. military, then they can just give, give it to him. him. Yeah, right? yeah. Or so give him access. So. Give him access. Or if it's in Metropolis, no he reason could steal it pretty for easily. Him to blow up the Capitol and kill a whole bunch of people because the military's and the government's already on his side. His Here's my thing about that scene. Okay. While it makes Lex out to be a very ruthless businessman, it also proves Superman was set up in the Africa situation. It proves that Superman Hmm. is a target and not the person causing this destruction, this most recent destruction. Clearly, he's the guy who caused the Metropolis destruction and the smallville destruction two years prior so part of my rewrite was also to uh focus more on superman because the the interesting thing about having batman and superman in a movie together is that one is supposed to be the dark and one is supposed to be the light and in this movie, you had the dark, and you had like the, the slightly the brighter than dark. dark. Yeah, the, sli- yeah. the slightly more, the slightly less dark. And so the, I want to see Superman smile. I want to see him fly Even around. Wonder Woman's darker in this movie. <laughs> Superman's best moment is as Clark Kent when he crawls in the tub to be, which I want to get rid of. That's fine if there's other things, but that's the moment where he looks the happiest. You know. It really is. It's the moment he is smiling. We don't get really get any smiles from Superman in this movie. Like, we get Justice League and the weird mustache smile, and that's about... Part of the problem, though, is that the Superman that we're left with is the post-Man of Steel Superman, who is sad that he had to kill Zod. He doesn't want to kill anybody. He, was, he felt forced to do that. The government has turned its back on him. A lot of society has turned its back on him. So he, he feels like the world is against him. We haven't really changed that. Right, but what I'm where you go with that is that he's happy saving people. We did change that, by the way. At the end of our first movie, Man of Steel, he was hev- like we wanted him to be a part of rebuilding the city. Maybe that's continued this whole time. Then what are all of the hearings for and the, yeah, the that, bad the bad public opinion? We don't... Maybe there's diversifying. Maybe, like, we have our government literally at odds currently at this moment. Maybe there are other... Like, that's the thing. Maybe people are like, well, he's helping with all this, so we should cut him some slack. And 
then others are like, no, he needs to stand trial for, you know, causing it to begin with. So then I guess the big question is, what is the catalyst to cause Batman to not trust him? He's an alien. And want to fight And the other people are aliens. Maybe it is, but I mean, we don't know. The the justification in BVS as it was made does make sense, right? Because they leveled half of a massive city, right? And in the wake of that, nothing seems to be any better. This guy can take down satellites and drones whenever he wants to, and he crosses international borders and people die. Which is a reason why Batman would be... Right? So Batman thinks he's a threat. And that, of all the things that happened in BVS, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, right? so we so, don't have to... Uh, it's just spun a different way. If we want to see Superman, the good Superman, that's the character we want to see, then he has to help rebuild. And maybe he attends all these hearings, but maybe Batman just thinks that's a front. See, I know? don't even think that we need to go that far. I think if you just show Superman, go out and rescue a kitten from a tree for a little girl right or something he just needs to save one person he's taking joy in helping one person and he's trying to change public opinion one person at a time something small that batman wouldn't see exactly 1950s like rescuing someone from a burning building absolutely like the cheesiest of superhero things and he's happy doing it and you know then he goes back to his apartment and sees that this hearing is happening or something like that you know, you you just want to you want to know that when he's doing his Superman thing, that he is the brightness and the light, whereas Batman is the darkness and doing it out of fear and intimidation. And you want to see that dynamic between the two of them because that's what makes it interesting. And I have that in my notes too. I want to see like those those uh, complete opposites of each mm-hmm. other, um, and that's where their fundamental disagreement comes from. I, I wanted to have that fu- the whole fight basically be a misunderstanding and have it be um superman thinks batman's methods are too extreme and that he's doing things the wrong way and then batman thinks superman is an alien spy or an alien threat that can do all these crazy things just like you said the motivation in the movie is is all right for him so i think that instead of i don't know I, i think that that's a better way to do it than have him I want to get rid of the whole Martha thing. Like, I know that's being memed to death, and I don't want to get into an argument with Derek about it, but I think the whole Martha storyline can be cut. It gives nobody anything. They can find friendship on a different ground other than the fact that their mothers are I have that written, too. How so then, that? So then, real quick then, does Lex serve any real purpose in this movie? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he still creates He's, Doomsday. Yeah, I still think okay. I'm still keeping Doomsday in the movie. Okay. I was actually hoping we would change that and actually have it, you know, be doomsday so (laughs) i I will say this is just a fun fact about me in 2013 when they announced ben affleck's casting i rewrote or i wrote the the entire film that i wanted to see out of this so i already have my ideal and we are already like so far from it but it's okay okay well i just i know a lot of people had a problem with doomsday not just the way that doomsday looked but the the origin of doomsday because that's not the comic book origin of doomsday and so part of me thought this would be our opportunity to change that i don't really i I thought doomsday was a the way they did doomsday his origin was fine it did not bother me i'm not a comic book purist i don't like things have to be adapted to a different medium and things have to change lex luther in the end needs to be the one pulling doomsday strings i don't care if he looks a lot less psychotic and a lot more controlled while doing it but he still needs to be the puppet master i really don't care if you know it's by blood sacrifice 
in, you know, the womb of the kryptonite ship, or if he legitimately births it out of his own urethra, well, like, he should control okay. it. Let's, let's keep on, like, you know, track a little bit. <laughs> so we're saying that he is going to shoot it out of his urethra. That's what we decided, or... I think those two of the three of us are okay with that. I thought things were going so well. Um, so, okay, so Lex is not going to be manipulating. Right, Batman and Superman. So, okay, so then Batman just, he steals the kryptonite on his own. I will say this. I absolutely, Yes, and I have that written in my... I absolutely adore that Lex knows both of their secret identities. I want there to be some sort of acknowledgement that he knows that so that like we can use it as potential leverage later on. Like, well, I thought we could keep the party. I didn't think the party served any real purpose. Well, the party serves a few a few different purposes, right? So it serves the purpose of Bruce and Clark meeting and Lex showing that he knows why it's significant that they're meeting. It shows Bruce meeting uh, Diana and her then stealing the information. But is Diana even in our movie? Because she served no real purpose to the plot. Well, we have to be a little... Like, okay, so if we start changing too much, then any movie after BVS might not exist. I'm not so... opposed to having her in the movie, but I want. I, but you we're trying to make the movie better. Yeah, I just feel so like like won. maybe she just shows up at the end in the, in the final fight, and then it's kind of like... Okay. I don't know. So do we want to remove all... Well, re- that... Sorry. Do we want I'm to sorry. remove all references... To the other three heroes. Yes. Yeah. Well, Completely. save it for a teaser or whatever at the end. Because yeah. that, I mean, we, you and I have disagreed about this. The superhero Facebook thing. I didn't thing, say the way. The I, said the, I said any references to. I'm not no. arguing Well, yes. That. In the actual film. I, and I'm also getting rid of the tagline, Dawn of Justice. I don't, like, the, well, we all fine. know this is a Justice League pre, prequel. Um, but yeah, get rid of all the references to the other ones. Unless it's like so minutia that it that it's like only the okay. biggest of fans are gonna get So it. so so you just it want be a Batman and Superman movie. Because then Wonder Woman so you just want Wonder Woman to randomly show up in the climax. I don't fight. really want her there at all, but you want her in the movie and think it's important. So. Well, I just I think that it I think she was the best part of the entire film. And she most, was, most people disagree. do. And I'm concerned Other than the warehouse scene. So I know we have plans to rewrite the rest of the DCEU for the most part when we get to Justice League. Well, why can't we just add her in Wonder Woman? Uh, add, add something that shows how she met Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and then that's covered and we don't have to worry about it. And it can be in her own movie where she's the star and not in a movie that's supposed to be starring two other people, two other male, white male actors. We can have it be the... The so, woman led. Well, you're you're removing the one diversity, you know, diverse person. It wasn't a super uh, diverse movie anyway. No, it's not. It, it's not. Um, I don't but know. we probably shouldn't spend too much no, time Ray, debating what's, Wonder what's, Woman. What's your th- well, I'm, I'm, more I'm trying difficult. to figure out how to put her in in a logical standpoint. The fact that Lex has something of hers has proof that she is, you know, at least 80 some odd years old is a pretty high amount of leverage. But it doesn't make sense when you factor in the rest of the film. And that is another reason why I believe the film is a bit disjointed. Can we just figure it out in the Wonder Woman rewrite? Like, it has book, I mean, it has yeah, bookends it's just, it's for the just, modern movies, so why not her, just... Her role, it may be convoluted, but it is weaved into several different aspects of the film. So, you know, if we remove all references to Aquaman, Cyborg, and Flash, if we remove... Lex manipulating Batman and Superman because he's just going to make Doomsday to fight Superman. That's all that he needs to do. Then we don't need her at all. 
Right. Which is why I said just put her into the, put it into the Wonder Woman movie. We already bookended in modern yeah, times. Yeah, it's just tough because she is the best part of the well, movie. I, yeah. <laughs> but our movie's going to be better without, you know, because it's not all bloated like that. Yeah. With a bunch of extra stuff. I'm just trying to think about it in context of the universe because we may one, not have gotten a Wonder Woman movie. My one... But we did. And we're rewriting the DCEU, so, I mean... It's, my one issue with that is if one... If he has this one thing of Wonder Woman's, then it never showed that he recognized her either. No. She stands out. Bruce made that comment that she was a pretty girl and she stands out. So um, it would have made sense for Lex to also recognize her. And he didn't. Not once. And while this Lex is spastic and needs a heavy dose of Ritalin, he is intelligent. Yeah. I mean, he may have just missed her. They were only together in that one room. And he was very, he seemed very off kilter in that scene anyway. Yeah. Can we have him be on kilter? I love smooth talking, manipulative, cold blacks. Yeah. Like, I appreciate. And I I think Eisenberg can do it. That's what he was in Social Network. Like, he's a very good actor. I have no doubt in my mind that he could do the Lex Luthor we I'd were expecting. I like my Lex Luthor to be a charming asshole. Okay. So I, I would just prefer that rather than internet mogul creeps you out. All right. So we remove Wonder Woman. Sad. Which is a bit of a bummer, but I understand it. We remove the uh, so-called superhero Facebook thing that, that everybody seemed to dislike. We... Remove the manipulation of Batman and Superman by Lex. And we've removed Lex kidnapping Martha. Okay. I did have also on here uh, that the actual fight needs to be earlier in the movie, first of all. And it needs to be a better fight. Um, My idea for it was that I've already said, like, what causes the fight, so I don't need to go into that again. But I want them to both just beat the crap out of each other. Like if you've seen Superman The Dark Knight Returns ass kicked, or and it was, read it. It wasn't really explainable. It needs I mean, to be it needs well, to not be a one sided fight, first of all. And they it need, was. They need to beat the crap out of each other until basically they're both fighting to stand. And that's when they develop a mutual respect for each other because they see how strongly they both believe in their causes and that neither of these causes are right. The, the problem is though, that the, the fight was the way that it was because in a real drag out Rocky four fight, there is no fight, right? I mean, Superman flicks his finger and Batman's, you know, out in the atmosphere. Somewhere. And we showed that a <laughs> couple times. Like he's, he showed him. But that's Superman's really character. Hits. We're showing more of Superman being a but good guy. If, Superman is not going to like, if Batman can actually hurt Superman, like if that, if the kryptonite thing is still a part of it, yeah. Batman knows how to fight. Superman doesn't know how to fight. So it's, that's why it's kind of one sided one way or the other. If there's kryptonite, Batman wins. If there's no kryptonite, Superman wins. That's always been the answer to that question. Like, I don't think it could ever be a stalemate. Well, we need to make it a stalemate. How? For the, because, okay, so Superman realizes that being up close to the kryptonite is is causing a problem. And he has other, he has his freeze breath that we've seen in Man of Steel. He has uh Maybe it does vision. something differently. Maybe instead of kryptonite grenades that explode in his face. It's in his suit. That's yeah, what, I, that's like what was my whole point. Yeah. But then if Superman stays far enough away, he can melt them. Right? Freeze him until he suffocates. Well, like, Batman is a master I mean, of ta- tactical so fighting. So maybe he and... also has kryptonite batterings. 
I mean, I don't think we need to develop delve into the mechanics of the fight too much. I think that we're not screenwriters. No, we're we're not, but we do know the characters and we know the comic books. I'm a screenwriter. I wrote a movie in college, and none of us are professional screenwriters. I got paid for it. I'm professional. (sighs) Okay. The point is, we know the characters, we know the movies, we know the comic books. My my point is that I don't see how the fight could be a stalemate given who these characters are. If Superman was fighting Shazam or Wonder Woman, right, or Batman was fighting Green Arrow, like those things can be stalemates because the characters are actually on the same footing. But in order for Batman and Superman to fight each other, they can't be on the same footing because either Batman gets obliterated or Superman gets beat by a better fighter. Okay, well, I mean, in the Dark Knight Returns comic book, they were made it a very more even, a more evenly matched fight. So, I mean, it's it's been shown in except uh, that that's after they're old friends, and Superman doesn't want to hurt him. But Superman so, doesn't want to like Superman, kill him anyway. Yeah, he shouldn't want to. He's kill that's him in anyway. his character. We've already shown he's a better a better guy than that. He's not. He's not completely fixated. He killed on Zod, the bat. and he doesn't want to do that again. So, I mean, I, I think that there's ways that that could be written. And I just think that the right. fight, the whole movie is called Batman v Superman. I'm not disagreeing with that. was two hours into the movie or however long, an hour and a half into the movie. I just think that there's a better way to do that. And I want them to get the mutual respect from each other through combat and through realizing that, you know. I want Superman ultimately to make a noble sacrifice and just say, if you think that I need to be killed, then kill me now. And Batman to realize that he doesn't want to kill I him. I have an idea. So we have two standoffs. You remember that first one where he runs into Superman with a car and Superman just like knocks the car. What if they they actually fight right then and there with the kryptonite earlier in the film and Batman takes him down fairly easily with the kryptonite. Superman gets a few hits in, but Batman just kind of leaves him sickly from the kryptonite with some poison and Superman's fine in the end, but... Um, then we flash forward and it's just, we're, we're to the part with Doomsday and Superman is just fighting the crap out of Doomsday and losing. And so Batman throws his, his hat into the ring there and the two of them have their own, um, respect at that point. Well, we'd have to tone down Doomsday a little bit and not have him just be beam face all the time. Well, yeah, because he wasn't beam face all the time in the, right. the comics or even in Death of Superman. I mean, you could tone him down a bit, let Batman use the Batwing a little bit, have him still have a, 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 an armored suit. See, so the fight with Doomsday, I had uh, one of my biggest problems with that fight was that Batman basically couldn't do anything and he right. just shot to the shot. He just sat to the side shooting grenades at at, uh, at Doomsday. So I want while Wonder Woman, or if she's not in the movie. Superman is fighting Doomsday. Batman goes and does what he does best, which is tracking people and using his detective skills to find Lex and beat the crap out of him and find out, you know, something about the crypt or get some more of the kryptonite or whatever he has to do and delivering that kryptonite to the fight, mm-hmm. maybe in his Batwing or whatever. That's I don't fine. care. Yeah. But I do want Superman to still sacrifice himself. I mean, I, I like, like that, that because we can keep, if we do it that way, we can keep the warehouse fight scene. Yeah. To get to Lex. Without needing Martha. Right. Because that's a pretty cool fight scene. Like, I don't want to tone down. In the warehouse, it's in a corporate building or something. I mean, that's fine. I don't want to tone down who Batman is in this movie. The fact that he is overly brutal, I think, is significant to the character. 
this is a specific Batman. You're just like up and murders 40 people or something like that. I think it's important to this version of the character. This is a version who believes that Gotham is hopeless, that everything he has worked for in his life has it's come fine. to nothing. Keaton murdered. So. I mean, really. Like in real life and in the Batman. Christian Bale's Batman and Adam West's Batman. Those are the ones that don't kill people. No, Batman, Chris, Christopher Nolan's Batman killed people, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, that whole, like, I don't have to save you. No, 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 yeah, that's still murder, sweetheart. I know, I know. I know it is, but, that, you know, whatever. But I definitely, like, yeah. in my notes had a thing saying Batman needs to be doing more Batman-y things. Like, that was the best part, was the warehouse. And doing, you want to show Batman skills, and we don't, so when you cut out his backstory and all that stuff, add more Batman-y stuff in there so that we can see that he's the dark side, because we're adding more Superman light side stuff in. You know, you want to get the, that dichotomy in the movie. I think that's fine. So then this leads to the big question. Does Superman still die? Yes. I want him to still die. I love that sacrifice, personally. But it is early in the universe to have a death of Superman. I feel like you two are looking at each other like you're expecting each other to say something. And Well, okay, my, my issue with it is it is super early. And it never actually gives Batman and Superman an opportunity to actually be real allies. Like purposefully right like yeah doomsday is wrecking the town and we hated each other an hour ago but we have to save these millions of people so we don't have a choice it's not really allies right they're not friends they're not teammates they're not you know they're not going to join join the justice league i wanted more of that so when superman makes the sacrifice it shows really what was lost to everybody and then you can show how it's difficult to fill that void without having him and batman can see that he wasn't just an alien here to like spy on us because he literally just died saving humanity you know i mean one of the important things about that relationship is that and the reason the trinity is such a big thing in dc is that they need each other they balance each other they bring different things to the field right and superman can get certain things done that batman can't and vice versa and we don't get to see any of that if superman's dead this early Rachel? So, honestly, my ideal movie would be completely different. And Superman, it it would be revealed that Superman's not actually dead. People thought he was. So it's going to be like Death of Superman, where he's in the Kryptonian peace slumber or whatever. Absolutely. No, I I actually liked the rock thing at the end. And when they changed that for Justice League, I was disappointed. So I'm with you on that. I really wanted it to be that Lex had kidnapped him. That with Doomsday, Doomsday carries off the body and the military is absolutely helpless. And, you know, they are having him baked in that red sun or maybe in this because they don't know about the red sun. He's just surrounded by kryptonite. So he's in this like poison coma. But what about Doomsday? What about him? I mean, like, why wouldn't he still be roaming around destroying everything? Because Lex is controlling him. I said that from the beginning. If but that's what I would want. You two have pretty much written this whole thing by yourself. So, like, if I got my way and Lex had been controlling him, then Lex can just power him down. Doomsday, when he was first created, was a mindless nothing that whoever held the power to controlled whoever could defeat Superman. So, like... So they just fight him again sometime? No, no. Like, that's that's just silly. Like, Lex could never power him back up again, and we could have other things and better stories. But um, I, I really like the idea that Lex would just hold Superman, and he would just be powerless. And then Batman and Lois could work together, detecting where he is and how to get him back and save him. And what maybe does that they. Happen? 
either at the end of the movie or in the next movie, in Justice League. Seems like a pretty low point to end the movie on it. It's, in a depressing I mean, already universe, you've got dead Superman and and Doomsday just like still around, but BBS being controlled by Lex was really disappointing. <laughs> it was disappointing, but at least it didn't end on a like everybody dies, Everybody's... no one succeeds. All right, all right. So, so if we do that, then I feel like we have to be careful with the next film because just... I'm not saying we have to do it. Like seriously, you guys have written this whole movie. I don't think that that's fair. Okay, well, but... it's true. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap things up then at this point. So Superman is in Lex Luthor's custody. Doomsday is with Lex. You don't have to do that. And um, you don't have to do that. Where so you don't like that, so don't do it. So super, where and Wonder Woman's not in it, so that doesn't really matter. So then, I guess that's it. That's the end of the film then, right? There's nothing else really to do. Do you want to do the monument stuff that they do at the end of BVS? I really like the official Arlington uh, funeral. I thought that was very pretty. Sure. I mean, I don't, it, I'm fine with it either way. I mean. Okay. So then we leave that. Yeah. And it ends with a pseudo funeral because they, they think he's dead, but, you know, they're trying to honor him kind of thing. Right? Do we want to end it at all with Bruce finding out about anybody else to kind of lead into Justice League? Or do we want to leave it with him just kind of looking on to things? I want Lex to send some Facebook messages to to Bruce Wayne being like, Hey, check out these sick files I found. And uh, send in some files and some gifts <laughs> for uh, Bruce Wayne to check out. I think that'd be a better way to do it than what they did. I think... I think Lex... They, I mean, our... Our end credit scene could be like... The, the Lex and the Deathstroke scene, only we have it three movies earlier. I I mean, I, I, do, I do think that they should introduce some of like the Justice League members. And being serious about it, I think that... Um, Batman should be like, have been maybe like three months later or something. He's been realizing that Earth needs someone other than him mm -hmm. to protect. So he's been doing detective work to come up with potential, <laughs> potential. I wasn't going to get into that because that's going to irritate Derek. Well, no, but, so he, but what is he searching for? Searching for, uh, unexplained things that maybe people were, uh, you know, involved in, you know, obviously the Flash is somewhat active, you know, there's security cam footage of him, so, so why wouldn't Batman be able to figure something out that there's something weird going on in Central City, or... They know. haven't explained how Barry gets his powers. What if it just ends with Bruce inspecting that explosion? Oh, that's interesting. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. And we all know that it's Barry. Because I'm thinking about it, like... Why would he care on a dad who, or why would he care about a dad experimenting on his son? And why would he, like, seek out a fish guy? That's the thing. Like, right now, he only thinks it's aliens. So he wouldn't think to look for humans, like people on Earth who have abilities, because so far nobody has. Or nobody's come forward, at least. And, yeah. Right. Right. Like, but there could be other vigilantes like him. Like, it's... Well, okay. 
So okay. maybe this he is, doesn't have powers. Is this because you want Arrow in the next movie? <laughs> that's what I really wrote down. No, I, I, but I mean, I, I do think that it's not crazy that somebody like Oliver Queen or you know, uh, there's a lot Dino of Lance, just, yeah. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. I mean, it's there's it's not crazy to think that just because Batman's the only one we've seen on screen that's you know I, an, under a no power guy. In the comic books, he and Zatanna are lifelong friends. They met as kids. What if he visits Zatanna and we go into Justice League Dark? And then they meet Swamp Thing. Well, see, that's really interesting because you could tie in Shazam a little bit easier if magic already exists. Absolutely. Magic, like, let's just set that up. Magic already exists. His, maybe he doesn't know to the extent that Zatanna is powerful in Zatara, but maybe he just knows that she's into the occult, and maybe he thinks that she can be a lifeline to something else, to something better, or more, or different. I like that idea. Okay. It's a different direction to go. Like, they've been talking Justice League Dark for six years now and won't get off their asses, so... So I guess we have to do it. We're gonna... So we have to do it. I thought we already did that. Didn't we cast a Justice League Dark movie We or did something? cast a Justice League Dark movie. We will use our <laughs> castings. We are not going with Suicide Squad. In our DCEU, Justice League Dark is the third film. But wait a second. How are we going to fit Slipknot in there, though? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't have the DCEU without Slipknot. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I totally looked at you and I was like, the band? <laughs> no, we, he's going to join. That's the real twist. He's going to join uh, the Justice League Dark. It's oh, so going to be poor Adam Beach. You can't ever get a good role. He's going to use Swamp Thing's vines to tie knots really well. Yes. And everybody's going to yes. thank him for his service. We're obviously kidding. Um, Are we? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh. Right. Slipknot's not going to lead the Justice League Dark. <laughs> I didn't say lead, but I do like where you're going with that. Okay, so do you guys want to do that instead of doing Suicide Squad next? Pitch Justice League Dark movies? Have we not done that? I feel like we did that. We cast a Justice League Dark movie. We did, did I not, do a pitch? Because sometimes I do that. We did not do a collective pitch together. We are writing our DCEU. We knew this was a possibility to go off into a tangent. I'm just presenting the opportunity. Suicide Squad can still exist. We can even make the two movies You know, Wonder Woman is even in Justice League Dark right now in the comic books. So we could even really? still bring Wonder Woman in. That's interesting. In a logical, it, I think. not shoehorned way. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I mean, that gives us a lot more freedom to do whatever we want. Yeah. Well, Batman has to be in it. Right. We've set that up. Batman, Batman and Wonder Woman leading the Justice League Dark. Or just being a part right. of it. Like, maybe not lead, but... But, I mean, who, who else is going to lead instead of Batman or Wonder Woman? I mean, come Constantine on. Constantine Swamp Thing hates all people. Well, but so, of, what's he going to do? I mean, not to go on that tangent, though, but Batman does... This Batman doesn't necessarily want to run things. He wants to fund it. Right? He wants to keep it going and keep it well. So Swamp Thing's going to get an Iron Man suit. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Um, It's writing itself right now. Wonder Woman, I mean, I guess we haven't really written her into this universe yet, but the Wonder Woman we're left with at the end of BVS is the Wonder Woman who doesn't really want to be part of the world. So why would she want to run the group? Like that's the problem with not having Superman. I think it's just because they're so much more powerful than most of the other members. I guess they're not... Can we just make... Okay, I think we're going to be running into it. Yeah, can we just make, like, Zatanna and Diana be drinking buddies? And maybe they don't know... Constantine and Diana be drinking buddies. Maybe they don't know each other's, like, other life. Maybe they met at a really seedy bar and they just... I just want Constantine to hit on Wonder Woman the whole time. 
Because that's the kind of douchebag he is. Wonder Woman to eventually be like, yeah, you'll do. Sure, why not? <laughs> and then him to just be like laying in bed smoking a cigarette, like in awe of what just happened. And she's like, All right, there's just a like she just broke him. She's like, nice try, champ. <laughs> Maybe oh. next time. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a good spot to stop. Now that we've also written the Justice League Dark film. No, um, <laughs> we did not. We've talked about one scene. Um, do you do we know what we're talking about next week? Next week is SDCC. Oh, right. Thank goodness I don't have to finish Cloak and Dagger before next week. I know, right? That's the week after. So, in all fairness, Cloak and Dagger is taking a mid-season hiatus right now, so there's oh, only it? seven episodes instead of 13 to watch. Oh. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I thought there was 10 episodes when I looked, so I could be wrong. Maybe there's some teasers in there or something? Maybe. It could have been. So yeah, so San Diego Comic-Con is this weekend, so next week we'll be wrapping up some of the more exciting and interesting news. I'm definitely hoping that there will be some Star Trek Discovery stuff. Expect at least a half hour of us discussing the Shazam teaser. And Um, Aquaman I mean, we should be getting an Aquaman trailer. No, I don't care about that. I do. I mean, I care about it, right? You but care, we know right? that Shazam is going to be what saves the DCEU, not Look, Aquaman. I'm looking forward to Shazam more, but that's mainly Are because you really? I love Zachary Levi. He's one of okay. my favorite actors. I can't wait this to see him. This is a lot because, role. I mean, you so, you were really excited for the Aquaman. I'm very, I am very excited for Aquaman. I, I'm really looking forward to it. But, like, Shazam, I'm super, like, I'm very pumped for Shazam. All right, I really everything just looks perfect for that. And yeah. I love Zach. I think it's a perfect casting choice. So I'm really excited. Um, all right. So, SCCC next week. Ryan, where can people find you? I already plugged it at least once, but Buster Props. We do sell Shazam stuff now. So, get your Shazam stuff. All right. Right now. Please, I need the money. Just kidding. <laughs> Ray, what about you? I am Siren Ray. I am going to be at Chapel Con this weekend in Albert Lee, Minnesota. I will be streaming on Saturday. I can't decide if I want to stream the after party or my body painting panel. Either way, I'll be streaming from the con. Cool. Anything else? You're right. <laughs> I've been working on a calendar. Oh my god. I have a Kickstarter that goes live on July 30th to sell the calendar. I'm very excited. Check out my social media. I've released four images so far for it. I hope you're as excited as I am. It is your ridiculous pinup calendar. It is. I did all video game characters. I did 14 different video game characters. I had four women join me for a 15th shoot, so it's crazy. Cool. Awesome. And I am the Star Trek Dude. You can find me mainly on Twitter. I'm also on Red Shirts and Runabouts, which is our dedicated Star Trek podcast, and Gamer Heroes, our video game podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. You can find all of our shows at Heroes Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, or HeroesPodcasts.com. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can join us live Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central at twitch.tv slash heroespodcasts and chat with us live. Thank you to everybody who did that this evening. And a special thank you to our Patreon contributors. A special thanks to Doc Rev, Jordan, and Trackboy, our top three Patreon contributors. Thank you so much. Helps us buy equipment, keep the shows going, the website up and the lights on. So... We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.